Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Lord, this afternoon we ask that the entrance of your world bring light and understanding to the simple. In Jesus' mighty name. Remind you that you send your word and heal them and deliver them from all destruction. And everyone under the sound of my voice here and everywhere in the world, those joining us through live stream, Father, those who are sick, heal them. Those who are yet to know you, reveal yourself to them by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, let everyone return home rejoicing that we have truly had an encounter with you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the people said, Amen. Amen. We shall continue this afternoon and this second service with our series titled, All men and all things are not equal. All men and all things are not equal. If my memory serves me right, this is part number four. Yes? Part four. And those joining us midstream, that is, you are hearing this for the first time today, please take advantage of our tape ministry for parts one, two, and three. They were earlier preached in this auditorium. Say to your neighbor, all men men. and all things things are not equal. equal. Tell them it is the nature of this world. world. All men men. and all things things are not equal. equal. Hard as this message may seem, I will by God's grace simplify it for you all today. And I trust God to deepen our collective understanding of the message of the hour. Can I hear amen? Amen. By way of illustration, I would like to start this afternoon with the animal kingdom. Animal kingdom. I'm sure you do not know that science classifies you as part of animal kingdom. There are very limited, few things that you have that they don't have. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm keeping quiet because I don't want to tell you that are you anointed? So was a donkey. <laughs> 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 
A long time ago, and I read it in the secondary school, maybe you did too, a man by the name of George Orwell wrote a book titled The Animal Kingdom. Sorry, Animal Farm. Thank you, Animal Farm. Uh, there was a popular phrase in Animal Farm. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. It's still equality. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Uh, how many of you at any time have read that book before? It was one of our literature texts in my secondary school days. And I really love the man called Boxer. Yes. Uh, the, the animal called Boxer in that book. He said, Comrade Napoleon is always right. I will work harder. Until they sent the Boxer to the slaughter's lab. <laughs> that book was a, a satire of the undercurrents going on in oppressive regimes of the world, inclusive of the communist enclaves. But if I may ask, are all animals truly equal? I can't hear your answer. Well, I've learned not to trust your answers. Because you can blow hot and cold. Sometimes you say yes convincingly, and when I read the scripture, I say, uh-uh. <laughs> Are all animals truly equal? No. Well, let's find out from the word of God. Please turn your Bible with me to Proverbs chapter 30, verse 29 to 31. If I have all the time in the world of, of taking you to the book of Job and see all the challenges raised by God to let Job understand that he knew little about what he was talking about. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 29 to 31. And I think I'll get to Job. I'll, I'll read just one portion there later. Job, Proverbs 30, 29 to 31. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Hello. Have you seen, uh, what do they call that walk? Catwalk before? There are three things that are majestic in pace. Yes, four, which are stately in walk. They don't just walk anyhow. They don't do like this and walk. No. They are stately in work. Uh, they, they take each step. With, with, with a kind of God confidence because of what he endowed them with. And you will see this is one of the places where God put animal and man together. Let's read again from verse number 29. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are stately in work. Number one, a lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. When a lion is in the jungle and is moving, you are the one to clear off. 
He does not turn away from elephant or leopard. He walks straightly. They take another side. You understand me? If you are angry, when the presidential convoy is coming, jump on the road. (laughs) (laughs) If you jump on the road... (laughs) They will sing for you. Interpret to those who don't know. A lion. Give me lion again. A lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. A gray horn. A male goat also. Male goat made it to that level. Stubborn. You can beat it, it will come back. They call it in my mother's market, Ojia Eno Soiri. That's the goat. You beat the goat, it's coming back to eat what you are trying to hinder it from eating. Beat it again, it's coming back. Stop up. And finally, a king whose troops are with him. Ladies and gentlemen, what is a king doing in the midst of lion, greyhound, and goat? We shall find out. Okay? I don't know whether I should say this one. This is how I make good friends and um, get my enemies also converted. I will say it. Animals are not only different species-wise. They also bear different names. See, that's common sense. sense. I can't hear you. And so, Adam named them all. Lion! He came alive. Goat! He came alive. Bear! Do you understand me? They bear different names, but this is where I'm coming. Their dwellings are not the same. Their dwelling places, just like humans, are not the same. Inside this auditorium alone, I'm not talking about everywhere in the world, just here, for example, are many people who live in Lagos State. But each person or family dwells in different parts of the state both low and high density areas. Okay. <laughs> there is Banana Island. Yes. Somebody say, Lua, come here. Lord, include me there too. There is Banana Island. There is Victoria Island. And there is Victoria Garden City. Not so. There is Ogudu, GRA. <laughs> Ogudu, Ogudu, GRA. Okay? Are you following me? There is Ogudu, GRA. There is Ikeja, GRA. <laughs> GRA past GRA. <laughs> they are all GRA. There is Okoba, and there is New Okoba. 
whether old or new, they are both Okwaba. Uh-huh. This thing get class. Uh-huh. I forgot there is Akowajo. <laughs> There would have been no Akonwajo if there was no Egbeda. Egbeda simply means the city has split into two and the society has split into two. So somebody rose up to gather the remnants, Okonwajo. <laughs> Akonwajo. There are many people living in Ikeja who do not understand that the Kedja is not a place, is a building. It's an administrative building put, I mean, erected by the colonial masters. Ikeja is Ikurudu Ekbe Joint Administration in a story building. They say, where do you live? You say, Ikeja. Are you living in that building? <laughs> Now, just as you live in different parts of Lagos State, and when they say uh, state of origin, if you're born here, Lagos, uh-huh. <laughs> but when it is night, <laughs> you close at four, you get home at one a.m., you are still living in Lagos. <laughs> I told the man I will not mention his name so that I don't I don't get spanked later. I told him, I said, sir, where you are living, you will see me once in many years. Because it would take a long time to get here. We we'll leave home. But thank God the roads are better now. Do you know it's cash that takes people to high density area? Do you really know? Huh? Talk to me. Okay. I know we must start small and grow big. Uh, but don't confuse containment with contentment. Okay? All right. Do animals live in the same domain? Let's find out. Psalm 104, verse 16 to 24. Psalm 104, verse 16 to 24. Psalm 104, verse 16 to 24. The trees of the Lord are full of sap. The cedars of Babylon, which he planted, where the birds make their nests. Hello. Who planted it? Ah, can, I, can I go back? See, you think you need money to build a house. I think you need wisdom to do it. Because it's through wisdom that a house is built. And so if you're working so hard to get money to get somewhere and you lack wisdom, it will still not matter at the end of the day. Give me that verse again. No, no, no. The trees of the Lord. Who owns the trees? They are full of sap. The cedars of Babylon, we, he planted. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Is a light, is in the Lord of the Lord, and in it do he meditate. He shall be like a tree <laughs> planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in season. His leaves shall not whatsoever he does. 
The people that are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. God to take care of birds, planters of trees. And you don't think he can plant you? And he can put you where you should be instead of where you are? Okay, let's read it again. Where the birds make their nests, the stock has a home in the far trees. The high hills are for the wild goats. Do they live on trees? I told you their dwellings are different. I'm not responsible for a co-worker. It is the cash in your pocket. But it's going to change. Amen. It's going to increase. Amen. And guess what? You are going to build your own houses. Amen. And indwell them. Amen. You will not build for others to live in. Amen. And you will not build and sell it to pay debt. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The wild goals, the high hills are for the wild goals. The cleaves are refuge for the rock badgers. Can you see? Different, different... Uh, Habitat or habitation. He appointed the moon for seasons. The snow knows it's going down. I'm going to the king of the beasts now. You make darkness and it is night. In which all the beasts of the forest creep out. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they gather together and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work and to his labor until the evening. If you are looking at the ecosystem of God, it's giving you time from sunrise to sunset to walk. If you walk in the night, beasts will eat you. Because yeah. that's their time to come out. And that's why they call those who go to night parties, party animals. Yeah. A child that is properly brought out will not hop from party to party all night long. That is the time dedicated for beasts to come out of their lairs and their dens. Please take note that among the majestic beasts of the earth, a king which is Truths is included. I see two clear truths in that statement, at least two. Number one, there's very little difference between animals and men. Very little difference. And to be honest with you, I'm just being generous because I'm a man. The Bible actually states that the sons of men are like animals in certain circumstances. Hello. I'm not sure you are hearing me. The Bible actually said that sons of men are like animals in certain circumstances. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Don't take my word for it. Verse 18 to 21. Ecclesiastes 3, 18 to 21. I said in my heart... Concerning the condition of the sons of men, God tests them that they may see that they themselves are like animals. Oh, hello, somebody. You are just reading that this morning. 
so that they may see that they themselves are like animals. animals. For what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals. One thing befalls them, as one dies, so dies the other. Hello? Surely they all have one breath. Man has no advantage over animals, for all is vanity. All go to one place, all are from the dust, and all return to dust. Verse 21. Who knows the spirit of the sons of men which goes upward, and the spirit of the animal which goes down to the earth? Okay. That may sound controversial. But in Nineveh, say Nineveh. In Nineveh, out of God's mercy and kindness, animals were spared just like men. Jonah chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. Jonah 4, 9 to 11. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plan? And he said, It is right for me to be angry even to death. He was talking to God, you know. <laughs> prophets can be angry. But the Lord said, You have had pity on the plan for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity in that great city? In which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock. Truth number two. As a matter of fact, are you ready for this? As a matter of fact, when it comes to acknowledging the goodness of God, Animals are sometimes better than men. And they have a lot to teach and to explain to men. Okay. You want me to repeat that? I say when it comes to acknowledging the goodness of God. The Yoruba man says, That a dog will never forget someone who has been good to it. If you take care of a dog, he will fight your enemy. When it comes to expressing appreciation and acknowledging the goodness of God, animals are better than men and they have a lot to teach and explain to men. Job chapter 12. Verse 6 to 10. I'm beginning from animal kingdom before I come to your kingdom. Okay. <laughs> the tents of robber prosper. And those who provoke God are secure in what God provides by his hand. The tents of robbers are secure. I'm not sure you're getting this. Somebody carries cocaine. Puts it in his bag or sack or suitcase. You pass by police. They don't have 
the ability to discover what you carry. But they have little dogs that will expose the tents of robbers. And they will stand by your box and they will not go. The policemen will learn from the dogs that this person is a robber. You don't know why those dogs are waiting for Nigerians at the different international... Because... Okay. I don't want to get into any trouble with anybody. Go and read the name and the list of those who are carried, arrested and in prison for cocaine in Indonesia alone. Keep on giving your country a bad name and expect the nations of the earth to respect you. Let's read that. The tents of robbers prosper and those who provoke God are secure in what God provides by his hand. But now ask the beasts and they will teach you and the birds of the air and they will tell you. What would they tell you? Or speak to the earth and he will teach you and the fish of the sea will explain to you. What would they explain to you? Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Go on. Okay, you can stop there. That animals know that they depend on God. The birds of the air, they don't sow, they don't reap. They don't gather into bands. Your heavenly father feeds them. And when they are singing in the morning, it's not to attract your attention. They're expressing their gratitude to God who has stretched forth his hands to satisfy their need. Yes, they will have to gather the food, but God makes it available. And you are full of grumbling and complaining and murmuring. You got a lot to learn from birds. You got a lot to learn from fish. You got a lot, a lot to learn from animals. Is it me? No. I'll give you five, five examples. Is that enough for you? Okay. When Balaam went to God to ask if he should go to Balak, what did God say? Don't go. What did he do the next time? When they sent mightier men to him, Balaam sought God a second time. God said, I've seen your heart. You really want to go. Okay, go. But whatever I put in your mouth is what you do. So, this donkey of Balaam had been in service for a long time. As they were going, an angel with a drawn sword stood in the way of Balaam to kill him. The donkey's eyes were open. The mad prophet could no, longer, could no longer see because of cash. As the angel was ready to kill, he dodged. <laughs> Balaam was so angry. Why are you delaying me? You should be your top speed today. I'm going to meet the king of... Ah. Donkey said, Balaam. Balaam, why are you beating me? Is this the first time I'm carrying you? I thought you, Balaam, mad prophet, can't you see what's ahead? It was then his eyes were open. So who is wiser between donkey and prophet? 
Or I know there's some supernatural intervention there, but why couldn't God supernaturally intervene in the life of Bilam? He decided that this animal he had been riding is better. You need a second example? Jonah! There's a great cry against Nineveh. I want you to go there because I will not strike if I don't want. He said, me, Nineveh, you're on your own. He decided to go to Tashish. And he took a boat in Joppa and paid his way and went down. Do I need to really, really do some exposition here? That at the end of the day, people like Jonah will make you feel guilty in life. They don't hold your hands up. They don't pull you down. They may make you feel guilty. When when God sent a storm against the boat he was in, he said to the mariners and the ship owner, look, carry me and throw me into the sea. This storm will stop. Are you okay? Why don't you jump in yourself? There are people who make you feel guilty. At, le- at least you have a bad evening that, ha, I threw another person. You know, they did it. They began to row the boat until they knew that God had made up his mind. Then they carried this runaway prophet and threw him into the sea. And behold, God submarine was waiting. And he swallowed him up. For two or three days, he began to cry unto God. He said, I'm in the belly of hell. He cried on When you step away from the presence of God, your next bus stop is hell on earth. Are you still here? Who gave direction to the big fish? GPS. Where did he open his mouth to vomit him? Nineve. Who is wiser between the fish and the runaway prophet? <laughs> okay. Third example. Prophet Elijah prophesied, he said, There shall be no rain or dew in this land except at my word. How long was that for? Three and a half years. Where did he go first? The broke carried. Who told him to go there? God. How would he sustain him? I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Read your Bible in the book of, of Job. The ravens are the most selfish birds created by They do not feed their young. When, when God needed them to come into service, he commanded them twice a day they brought food. Morning and evening to Elijah. This is where I think God wants you to eat twice a day. Don't let your mouth become your grave digger. I'm just snacking. <laughs> Snack the whole world. You understand me? Did the, the, the birds argue with God? Did they say, why are you asking our beat are too small? How many times would they have to go? In order to feed a man. No, they simply obeyed. He didn't say one raven. The ravens brought enough that when they would drop it, he had enough to eat. Morning and evening. 
Tell your neighbor, God has a table. And he has a kitchen. And he can send anyone to bless you. The birds are not arguing with God. They simply brought food morning and evening to Elijah. But God knew that Ahab was coming and was going to give command to all his men to go to every riverine area, including Brook Kerid, and they will catch him there. They arise and depart. Go to Nineveh. I have commanded the same way the birds were commanded. I commanded a widow woman to sustain you there. By the time Elijah got there, the widow woman was gathering the last two sticks to beat himself and his son to death because they were going to cook their last meal and die. And Elijah showed up and said, woman, give me some water. I said, that's not bad. And as he was, she was going, she said, and bake me cake. Eh? Bake you? If you know the way I felt yesterday and today when I was looking for 15 million for 400 years, I, I, it was like, God, you trust me where it hurts this time. Do you get my point? Is it possible for me to sit on 100 chairs? Why didn't I promise just one? It's okay. It's too late. God, don't catch me this time. Let, listen to me. Look, all I have left in this house is for me and my son to eat and die. That's all I have left. He said, woman, bake me cake first. Thus said the Lord. It was after she had thus said the Lord that she stopped the argument. The ravens did not wait for thus said the Lord from Elijah. Who is wiser? The ravens or the woman? Who do you learn from? Compliance with God. Who do you learn from? The ravens or the woman? We are full of arguments. We are full of doubts. We are full of fear. If me can feel it, you too. Number four. I've given you prophets. Let's go to apostle. Simon, Simon, the devil has desired to have you and to sift you. But I have prayed for you that when you are converted, I've prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Simon, all of you will deny me, not me. Me. Look at me. I'm solid. I'm sturdy. I am strong. All these guys can forsake you. Me. It's not possible. I will follow you to prison. I will follow you to death. I will follow you to grave. Simon, Simon, before the cock will crow once, you would have denied me three times. Every time I teach along this line, I like to stand on the platform, be Peter for a change. Eh? Okay, be Peter. Stand here. He was, he was warming himself beside the enemy's fire, okay? 
Jesus had spoken to him rather than saying, Lord, grant me grace to stand. Help me to stand. Grant me grace to stand. He said, all of them can forsake you, not I. Simon Peter, you just call me Peter. I receive revelation from God. I cannot fall. I am standing strong. I will never deny you. Uh, a woman, just little girl, sir. You are a Galilean. You are speaking Galilean. You are one of his disciples. Me. I never met him before. Lie, lie. Don't get yourself into trouble. Never met him before. So, meanwhile, John was inside. He was trying to make way for him to come. He was cold outside. He went beside fire. A little maid said, uh, When we came to the garden, I saw you there. I said, Me, never. With who? 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 By the time they confronted him the third time, he started swearing. He swore false affidavit before the judge of the whole earth. He swore that he did not know Jesus they never met. And as the third time occurred, the Bible says Jesus looked back for the first time and saw Peter. You know what he was saying? I told you so. And look straight. Peter went away sorrowfully crying that, hey, what is the difference between me and Judas Iscariot now? I have denied him. Who can we say complied with the instruction of the master, Peter or the cock? I can't hear you. Before I tell you the fifth one, I would like to lay foundation. I strongly believe that we have a lot to learn from animals and birds and fish. That's why Jeremiah prophesied clearly about the difference between us and animals when it comes to recognizing and understanding the judgments of God. This quiet church, I don't understand. You are all just quiet. Are you soaking it in? Yes, sir. You, are, you are following me? Yes, sir. Jeremiah prophesied that when it comes to regarding the knowledge of the Lord's judgment, animals are by far better than we are. They foresee trouble and avoid it, and we rush into it and are punished. Give me Jeremiah chapter 7. It's a long read. You bear with me to lay foundation before I make the next submission, the fifth one. The difference between animals and sons of men. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 1 to 15. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Stand in the gate of where? I can't hear you. Of the Lord is like someone standing at that gate this morning as you are coming in. Don't go inside because they lie to them inside. Stand at the gate. Once they enter, they've thrown their brain out. They don't think anymore. Stand at the gate. 
And proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah, who enter in at this gate to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Do not trust in this lying word, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are this. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, or walk after other girls to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know? And then come and stand before me in this house which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. As this house which is called by my name become a den of thieves in your eyes. Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. But go now to my place which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all this work, says the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear, and I called you, but you did not answer, Therefore, I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to this place which I gave to you and your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, the whole posterity of Ephraim. Verse 28. Verse 28 to 34. Be patient with me. I'm laying foundation. You see how wise birds can be when you compare them with men. Verse 28 to 34. So you shall say to them, This is a nation that does not obey the voice of the Lord their God, nor receive correction. Truth has perished and has been cut off from their mouth. Cut off your hair and cast it away, and take up a lamentation on the desolate heights, for the Lord has rejected and forsaken the generation of his wrath. For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, says the Lord. They have said the abominations in the house which is called by my name to pollute it. And they have built the high places of Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom. He knew the location and the address. To burn their sons and their daughters on the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my heart. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when it will no more be called Tophet, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. God will change its name. For they will bury in Tophet until there is no room. See, when things happen to a nation, when devastations hit a nation, when there's bloodletting and bloodshed everywhere, rather than than fighting as one that beats the air, begin to seek the face of God to know what is wrong and what is responsible for the bloodletting. Next verse. The corpses of these people will be food for the birds of the heaven. And for the beasts of the earth. And no one will frighten them away. See, they become food for birds. That's not where I'm coming. They become food for birds. Instead of them catching birds to eat, birds now feed on them. Let's read a little further. 
Then I will cause to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. Come with me to Jeremiah chapter 8, 5 to 7. This is the conclusion of the matter. Jeremiah, we have seen the birds feeding on them instead of them feeding on the birds. But let's see the wisdom of birds and the wisdom of men in comparison or in, in, in how they quickly recognize the judgment of God. Jeremiah chapter 8, 5 to 7. Why are these people sliding back? Jerusalem in a perpetual backsliding. They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course, and the horse, as the horse, rushes into the battle. Here we ready read. Even the stock in the heavens knows our appointed times, and the turtle dove, the swift and the swallow, observe the time of their coming. But my people do not know the judgment of the Lord. That is, the birds, they watch the weather. Before winter will come, they know the season of their migration and they will move to same place before disaster hits. Do you understand me? Yes, but men do not understand the judgment of God. They say, well, it doesn't matter what is happening, we'll, we'll figure it out. A wise man foresees trouble and avoids it. The foolish run into it and they are punished. The birds know the season of their migration. You see them in droves, leaving areas that will be badly affected to areas where they can relax. And when it's over, they also know how to return. Do you know this? If you have any doubt about any of the things, four things I've said earlier, can you dispute the fact that in this fallen world, in this day and age, animals are better behaved than some men? Hear me, America. Hear me, Asia. Hear me, Africa. Hear me, the nations of the earth. Since I was born until now, I have never seen a gay dog or a lesbian goat. Now we are falling below the animals. And if you say it elsewhere, they say, well, that's hate speech. God hates it. That's why I hate it too. In all your work, have you seen a male dog saying, come, Jackie, another male dog? You think you possess a soul doing that. God says you have a reprobate mind. A mind that does not acknowledge God. And it gives you over to reprobate mind to do things which are not convenient. And you think you are better than the dog in my house. In fact, the dog in my house is better fed. Do you agree that in many circumstances, animals are better than men? Huh? Okay, so when next you want to do yanga, take it easy. Look around you, see the birds of the air singing. Tell the Lord to increase your joy so that you can praise him. 
Do you understand? See dogs defending their owners and defend the name and the integrity of God and his word. You ought to behave better than animals, but will behave worse than they. Do you understand me? <laughs> we now have gay bishops. Beware of dogs! Paul was not writing to the Philippians about four-legged animals. He's writing about men who behave worse than dogs. Having said all that, let us now highlight some practicalities of inequality among men. I travel frequently, just like many people here do, including Dr. Deron Shirley. He hardly stays at home. Every time I call his home, I leave a message in his answering machine. He's gone. He's gone to the nations with his wife. Okay. I found out a long time ago, in the course of my travels, whether within or outside the country, that travelers and or passengers are not treated the same way by the airlines. Hello. <laughs> it all starts from the checking counter. In some nations of the earth, red carpet for first class, blue carpet for business class, no carpet for economy. And when you get to such airports, which line is longer? No carpet. No carpet. <laughs> Long. If it stops there, it will be okay. Then you clear immigration and they say you can go to the lounge. As first class passengers go to the and lounge, <laughs> lounge passes lounge. It has grades. They have grades. Okay. <laughs> Look, I don't want to mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> One year it was our wedding anniversary and we flew Etihad when they just launched their cabin called Residence. Somebody say Residence? residence. It's not your residential. <laughs> no, it's not where you live. Residence. It's right in the air. You will go beyond economic, well, you will not even see economy at all. You go beyond business, you go beyond first class to enter residence. Residence is an apartment within the aircraft. You have a bedroom six feet by six feet. You have a spa and you have a living room. And you have a standing butler who cannot go to sleep except you say go to sleep. And your door is locked. <laughs> it is still flying. <laughs> uh, but uh, are we not going to the same place? Yes, we will not get there the same way. <laughs> if you fly Emirates Airline from Dubai to a place like New Zealand or Singapore or, or, or Melbourne, Australia, before. First and foremost, they are going to give you 
full bed where you stretch, your plasma TV is different, and you have a pajamas to change. You understand? And before you go down, you go to have a shower. We are in the same plane. <laughs> Ego. Money, I'm going somewhere with all this. Are you with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last week, I had an appointment in Abuja for 12 noon on Thursday. I said goodbye to family and we're going. They checked us in only for the airline to call us back that they have changed their flight to 6 p.m. for a 12 noon appointment. I called the people. I can't make this appointment. Why couldn't I make that appointment? Is it because they changed the flight? Or because I don't have money to fly private jet for that day? What is the real situation? Because there are private jets ready to carry me, but it's just $12,000. <laughs> I called one of my sons in Abuja. I said, It's a let you sue me. I am by local, and your mother is shaking. Because if there's a private jet, it doesn't matter what anybody says, what airline is doing. I just hop in and I go, I say, hey, Pastor, that is, that is worldliness. Uh, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. He's talking about the system of the world. For God so loved the world. He does not want you to come last. And you don't have to do it but greed and covetousness and stealing and manipulation. No. But even when you get to the lounges, they are different. We flew in one day, my wife and I, or is it Shegun and I, one of, one of the, we're coming in from Malaysia, Singapore. And before we get the connecting flight, there's a sleeper room, very private, quiet, within the airport, facing a garden. You will not hear any noise anywhere, and you can lie down there and rest and order your breakfast before you go to board. So you don't have to come out of aircraft smelling, because you've been flying for hours. And oh boy, when you enter and you land, not be the same way you go take over. Because there's what they call. What's the name? Huh? Fast track. Fast track is a first class. So the others are keen that way. You see fast track and you just go there. They say, sure, you should. <laughs> and when you get out, you go to their ground staff and said, Here's my first class ticket. I'm heading for Bojolarab Hotel. Provide my transportation. I prefer this, I prefer that. Do you want a Cadillac or do you want this or do you want that? And it is the same flying. Hello? Okay. Is your mouth watering? <laughs> leave about, leave that alone. You take off, you land. It's the same flight. If it, if, it, if it drops, everybody will die, including you. <laughs> How many of you know it is better to cry 
inside a, a, a Mercedes Benz on a bicycle. <laughs> How many of you have watched the Titanic, Titanic film? What happened to it? It sank. Now, in your ignorance, you assumed everybody in that ship sank. No. They first rescued the first class passengers all. And then people with children, the ones they could not rescue, therefore, thereafter, sank. The first class passengers did not sink with the Titanic. I'm not sure you know. Is the same, eh? Uh, about 400 of them, you know, they are the rest. The first class had gone. They rescued all of them first because they paid for such services. I don't fly some planes or airlines. I don't touch them. Why? My insurance does not cover them. Maybe you are now fully persuaded that all men are not and all things are not. So, Live application. Once you believe that, live application, I will close and I will come back uh, by God's grace next Sunday to see how you can live where you are to join those who are where they are because the pillars of the earth belongs to the Lord. And he's still raising the poor from the... and the beggar from the dunghill to set them among the princes because he owns the pillars of the earth. In a world of abundance, no man should go to bed hungry. There is enough in this world to meet the need of everyone, but there is not enough to meet the greed of a few. Live applications. Number one, no matter how teachers grade, two students are not equal. No matter how teachers grade, two students are not equal. I'm not sure if you went to the university or college, but you know there is first class. There is second class upper. There is second class lower. There is third class, and there is pass. You all came out of the university at the same time, and you have a pass, and the other one has a first class. And the other one has a second class upper. When it is time to seek a job position, and they say minimum requirement, second class upper. What does that mean? Are you listening? And said minimum requirement, second. You know, see two one. What did you get? You got two two. That's why you must do one. <laughs> minimum requirement, second class upper. Uh, sir, we graduated the same day. We, I spent four years too. Would they, would they even, would, you can't even get in for the interview. It would look like me, like my situation in 1967, when they said there was no job and there was no money for school. Yinka, for where? No, it's that secondary school, is the primary school. Yinka, for where? When I was in primary one, it was in primary three. When I was in primary two, it was in primary three. When I was in primary three, it was in primary three. When I got to primary five, it was in primary three. It was school bully. His father was Baba Joe, so they couldn't remove him from school. But he joined the army. When the civil war broke out, tall, huge, school bully, he joined the army. And I saw, I saw uh, 
for what? In, in, in his uniform. And I said, you are not a soldier? I said, yes. I said, would they take me? He said, yes, come, come for the room. So I went to laughing one. We queued up. Chest out. When they got to me, that was the first time in my life I had small yunku. What are you doing here? I said, you in Kafu, where is my classmate? I'm more brilliant than him. I pass, I have school living certificate, they just go home and eat. You can imagine me now, and please roll back to 1967, what I would look like. Tell your neighbor, Edao Laro Queen. Do not despise people. Did I tell you the story of a pretty lady, black ebony, classmate of mine? Uh, my wife knew the person, so don't think this is some side talk. Pretty when we're in school. And I mustered all the courage to propose to her. And she told a classmate of ours, he said, look at that mosquito. <laughs> He said, look at that mosquito proposing to me. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, Edal, I don't <laughs> I'm not. Look, I've been banned from sharing this testimony. It's only because it's you. <laughs> Years after, my friend, late and blessed memory, Dr. Adebaju, went to the UK together. And this man was introduced by another person that he would like us to invest in his business, uh, loot or boot, whatever they call it, his job newspaper that he started publishing. I don't want to mention names because it's back in Lagos, Nigeria now. And if we could invest in that business. And we thought it was a good idea to empower uh, nationals and we'll make profit from it also. We'll, we'll share some benefits. I didn't know he was the husband of that woman. So he said, oh, please, if you don't mind, I would like to welcome you uh, investors into our home. My wife wanted to meet you, so we got there. As he opened the door, he said, it is you. The husband said, you know yourself. I said, oh, we are classmates in school. We are called to the bar, same day. I said, even mosquitoes have life. <laughs> Even mosquitoes. He said, What do you mean? I said, Don't worry. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> mosquito, mosquito may be tiny, it can make you slap yourself. <laughs> no matter how teachers grade, two students are not equal. Number two, no matter how officials try to be, contests are not equal. You are all fighting for one seat. And you all do your best to campaign and do everything. Only one person can sit on that seat at a time. And no matter how hard they try to be, they cannot cover everything. So there is inequality somewhere. 
that will qualify one or disqualify the other. Can, are you listening? Number three, no matter how talented people are, two people are not equal. No two people are equal in life, no matter how talented. For these reasons, take note of the following and I close. For the reasons earlier advanced, that no matter how teachers grade two students are not equal, no matter how fair officials try to be, contests are not equal, no matter how talented people are, no two people are equal for these reasons. Things which matter most must therefore never be at the mercy of things which matter less. Things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter less. When King Ahasuerus demanded for Queen Vashti to show up that was the most important thing at that time. Ministering to women and running up and down will cost you the throne and the crown. What matters most must therefore never be at the mercy of things which matter less. Two, because not everything matters equally, success is not a game won by whoever does the most. I repeat myself. Because not everything matters equally, success is not a game won by whoever does the most. You remember the parable of those of the owner of a farm who hired people? He hired people at different times, some early in the morning, some in the afternoon, some some 11th hour. And he agreed with everyone how much he will pay. So he started from the 11th hour people and paid them the one penny he agreed to pay those who came in the morning. At that time, they started throwing parties in their heart. Uh, this man is a, is a fair man. Even these 11th hour people, he has paid them one penny. Those of us who started from the money, we are going to get really, really a better pay today. And when they got to them, he still paid them one penny. I said, wow, God. We have been here for a long time. We, we got here same day, Pastor. Uh, we, we visited, we got here same day. You brought us here April 2nd, 1989. We were here. Jesus said, so what's your problem? Why are you crying? And those who came 11th hour, you have accorded them greater honor than we are. He said, how much did we agree at the beginning? Can't I do what I like with my own? Why are you complaining? Success is not a game of who does the most. It's a game of those who do things that are important. Most important. It's a game won by those who do what matters most. All the time and every time. That's a big difference. Not doing the most, but doing what matters most. 
In conclusion, the most important thing at any given time is always the most important thing. Did you hear me? What's my conclusion? The most important thing at all times is the most important thing. Say that with me. The most important thing at all times is the most important thing. Which one will Peter have preferred? Jesus doing miracles, working wonders, and never going to the cross. That was what was important to Peter. He took him aside and said, you will never die. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You save all the things which are of men and not the things which are of God. The cross was the most important thing for Jesus at that time, not performing another miracle. He came to please the Father. He came to lay down his life and not just performing miracles and doing crusades. If you were Jesus, what would you choose at that time? If you were Jesus when they came to offer you the crown, wouldn't you say, I've been waiting for opportunity for them to recognize that I'm a king? At every given time, the most important thing is the most important thing. At every given time. And don't let time wasters wear you out. Uh, Sometimes it's difficult, it's hard on the flesh. When they say, oh, somebody says he would like to see you today, that's not my appointment. Sorry, I'm not available. I have some other things to do. Look, whole week we'll stand in that place from 10 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. Where would I have time for cricket? Where is the time for social life? Pastor, I need you to come and name my baby. Sorry, I'm not responsible for the pregnancy. There are other people to do. No, no, it's just, I'm just being, I'm just being blunt. You have the family pastor there. He's not responsible also, but he has responsibility in that area. <laughs> you have the house pastors there. Uh, pastor, it is you we are really waiting for. We will not, we will not do this thing uh, until you come. Ah, uh, you wait, so <laughs> Say to your neighbor, the most important thing. Is the most important thing. Now, here it is. Sometimes it is the first thing you do, and other times it is the only thing you do. Sometimes, if you understand prioritization, sometimes it is the first thing you do after you have finished that. Whatever time you have can be spent on other things. Other times, it is the only thing you do. Why? All men are not equal. All things are not equal. And except you understand purpose, priority, you will not have productivity. Here ends my lesson in brutal truths. Before you know it, you'll be 60, you'll be 70, you'll be 80, and you'll see that two-thirds of that was wasted. On frivolities, on things that don't count, on things that don't matter. It's a wake up call for you to locate your purpose, ask God for grace to prioritize and become productive so that you do not become a byword. Stand to your feet.
Father, bless your holy name for this day. Thank you for the entrance of your word that brings light and understanding to the simple. Lord, we pray that we will not labor in vain or bring forth children for trouble. We are the blessed of the Lord and our offspring with them. Before we call, you will answer while you are here speaking, we will hear. Teachers, these noble lessons that all men are not equal, all things are not equal, and we should not give our time to frivolities and things that don't count. Help us to do the most important thing at the most important time. Help us that every one of us will be the right person in the right place at the right time with the right plan. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye Bye for for now. now.